0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. Time to find out on the latest movie releases. Ro McDermott, movies editor with Hot Press, is with me in studio. Evening, Ro, how are you? How are you? I'm very good actually I'm looking forward to seeing this one uh, because the big movie this week I think it's the big one this mm-hmm. week and uh, is the Elvis bio and it's directed by Baz Luhrmann Austin Butler taking on Elvis Presley and Tom Hanks as the manager the Colonel Tom Parker role the absolutely fantastic managerial role What we're going to have a listen to some of it in a moment but what do you make of it this film?
1: I'm going to say I'm a huge Baz Luhrmann fan. I love his style. I love his razzmatazz. I love how ostentatious his filmmaking is from Strictly Ballroom. It looked at Australian Ballroom to Moulin Rouge, of course, and things like The Great Gatsby, which I think was a deeply flawed film, but stylistically really interesting, really fun. So when it comes to Baz Luhrmann, I am far more interested in watching Baz Luhrmann fail at something or struggle with something than I am in watching other filmmakers do something very well in a very boring way. And I feel like that is Elvis. It doesn't quite work, but it's really entertaining. It's sometimes style over substance, but I was never bored throughout it, which makes it kind of a weird film to recommend. But if you know Baz Luhrmann and you enjoy that style, it is that and more.
0: Baz Luhrmann taking on Elvis, possibly the greatest showman of the last 100 years. I'm a bit of an Elvis fan myself, believe it or not. Mm. But I think you couldn't get a better director for a film about Elvis. Let's have a listen to what it sounds
1: like. Come on, you got to get on in. They've already announced you on the radio. Come on, let's go. He's a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome to a Mr. Elvis Presley. (sighs) Get a haircut, buttercup! In that moment, I watched that skinny boy transform
0: into a superhero. Well,
1: you may go to college,
0: you may go to school, you may have a pink Cadillac, but don't you make nobody's room, baby. come back, baby, home, baby, you always play
1: house. Why all that? The wiggle. The what? Them girls won't see you wiggle. Move, man.
0: What are you
1: thinking, Jimmy. I don't know what I'm thinking. Please, Lord, don't
0: let
1: him hurt my baby. Hurt him? Looks like they want to. Now, I don't know nothing about music, but I could see in that girl's eyes. He was a taste of forbidden fruit. She could have eaten him alive. He was my destiny.
0: Everybody has in their mind the image of Elvis in the latter days when he was in Las Vegas. And that's the image a lot of people have. But going back Mm. to the earlier days, the late 50s and the early 60s, Elvis was it. And can Austin Butler get across that thing that Elvis was the excitement around it? The music was different. Does he look and sound like that younger Elvis?
1: I think Austin Butler is really impressive in this role. And I think what's interesting and kind of works and doesn't work about the film is that, as you may have heard from that clip, which by the way, doesn't it showcase what a subtle understated film it is? (laughs) No, but Tom Hanks plays Colonel Tom Parker, who was Elvis's manager and Colonel Tom Parker is such an eccentric strange character he immigrated illegally from the Netherlands tried to pass himself off off as a southern gentleman has this bizarre accent which Tom Hanks plays perfectly well it's very accurate but it's still very strange but he sees Elvis in like very early days Elvis is taking he's a young musician really passionate but really strange for the culture he's taking a lot of influences from black musicians so tying into rock to soul to gospel even dressing like uh, black people at the time with oversized suits and he's so different to the country musicians and the kind of very staid button-up 1950s America that's happening. And Colonel Tom Parker comes from a world of carnivals and he sees Elvis almost as a sideshow attraction saying this is strange and wonderful, I want in on this. So we see their relationship from very, very early days and Tom Parker saying I can make you huge if we play into this that you are a white boy, you sound like a black musician, you are scary and sexy and interesting in this way that's new so let's play into that. So it's really about the development that. So we meet Elvis, uh, Austin Butler, when he's really young, when he's coming into his confidence and we see his first performance on stage. He's up, he's in a pink suit, he has bouffant hair, he's eyeliner, coming after all these very staid country singers. So he looks odd and different, but he's nervous and he's shaking and that's where the leg shaking comes in and then it turns into this thing of sensuality and sexuality because Colonel Tom Parker sees the effects he's having girls. So we see him from one of his very, very early concerts but then we see this really dysfunctional relationship between Colonel Tom Parker and Austin Butler over the course of 25 years because T- Colonel Tom Parker really wants to control Elvis Colonel Tom Parker isn't allowed to leave the country which is why Elvis never toured internationally and we just see the amount of power that he has over this young musician who's never been in the industry before and so it's about Elvis finding his sound, becoming this sex symbol in America becoming a symbol of oh, racism in America because the amount of people who wanted to take him off the TV, who were levying, uh, levying obscenity charges at him and it was all rooted in this racism, that they didn't want black culture celebrated, let alone normalized, let alone shown on people's TVs. So Baz Luhrmann's playing with a lot of different things here. He's playing with the emergence of Elvis. He's playing with this complex relationship between musician as manager and social issues in America. And 25 years. So there's a lot here. So Austin Butler is really, really impressive. He's very charismatic. His singing is incredible. His dancing is incredible. When he's on stage, it's really kinetic and electric. However, there's so much to get through that he gets very little time to just be Elvis the person, Elvis the dad, the husband, the yeah. son. Because there's- there are very distinct
0: phases in Elvis's career. Mm-hmm. You have that early years, you then have, he goes off the boil a little bit and there is the 1968 comeback special. How's mm-hmm. that done within the movie? Because if anybody looks at it on YouTube, it is a phenomenal performance and it's one of the reasons I, I got into Elvis because I just think it's incredible.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really interesting because you have all these amazing, you know, you have the start of Elvis's career, you have Colonel Tom Parker then Pushing him to be a TV star and then a movie star and then he... Awful movies. Awful movies. He's shipped off to the military for two years which is of course where he meets Priscilla but Baz Luhrmann has so much to get through. He's almost treating this like taking off bullet points on a Wikipedia page, like meeting Priscilla Presley, this huge moment. His military career of two years gets literally about 90 seconds. So he's diving through things. And then the comeback special is such an incredible scene. It's such an incredible concert because Baz Luhrmann spends time with it. He spends time with the concert scenes, which is why the movie is so electric and entertaining. And you get to hear Austin Buller sing and watch him perform or watch him connect with the audience. And it really feels electric. And then you go back to speeding through these moments of Elvis' life and going, no, what's he like as a person? Let me linger in this for a second. Let me understand him as a man, which doesn't really work as well.
0: Just finally on Elvis, when we get to the Las Vegas showman days, is it as tacky as you would imagine Las Vegas showman days Elvis can be? And it's actually quite sad if you watch some of the real life footage.
1: It's really interesting because at the start of Elvis's Las Vegas residency, and again, this is where Colonel Tom Parker plays such a huge role because uh, Elvis was getting an offer as to tour into to make millions and millions. And Colonel Tom Parker signed this contract that he had to stay in the International Hotel in Las Vegas for years on end because Colonel Tom Parker couldn't travel. But what people kind of skip over about the start of the Las Vegas residency is that was when Elvis could really explore his sound. He had orchestras, he had the Sweet Temptations as backup singers, he had the International's grand stage. So for the first year or so, there were these incredible performances. He had this limitless budget for his costumes. He was really throwing himself into these performances. But then his addiction issues started. started catching up with him, his depression started catching up with him and you see him getting a little bit older, sweatier, more jaded and you see the international becoming this gilded cage for him and you see his dissatisfaction. But Baz Luhrmann does kind of shed, he skims over the kind of harder edges of Elvis's addiction, of his infidelities, cheating on his wife constantly, of his depression because he wants to keep him in the victim role and keep Colonel Tom Parker absolutely as the villain. So there's not a real sense of this is also Elvis self-destructing. It's very much Colonel Tom Parker has done this to him let's not examine this any deeper and that's what I mean about it being really entertaining but again missing that kind of depth of exploring Elvis as a person but you do see there are scenes towards the end where you see Elvis really struggling how he shouldn't be performing he's clearly deeply unhappy he's not well and that is really sad but Basilman doesn't linger in that he wants to leave us with the image of Elvis Presley the actual sex magnet on stage the charisma the culture defining Elvis
0: something that people out there a younger generation who probably haven't even watched Elvis, as I said, know the caricature, would it get them in seeing Elvis in his younger days?
1: I think re, I think it really would because I think the one flaw that Baz Luhrmann does is he starts his film with Colonel Tom Parker's world of Carnival and Rasmintad. So immediately it's really hyper stylized I think the trick that he misses is that if he had kept the first act really staged and show how buttoned up the 1950s were, the impact of Elvis and how sexy he was, how everybody- culture changed completely, that would have more of an impact. But Austin Butler is so beautiful to watch on screen he's charismatic he's vulnerable he's warm he's such a brilliant performer and Baz Luhrmann brings this energy this vitality and he brings in some kind of modern samples of music he does play homage to the black artists that uh, inspired Elvis so you get it's like the great Gatsby um, it's really inspiring fun stylistically I think we'll get loads of people going back on their Spotify and listen to Elvis.
0: From the razzmatazz of, it, of Elvis to the black foam with stars Ethan Hawke.
1: This is completely on a completely different note. So this is actually based on a story written by Joe Hill, who horror fans will know is the son of Stephen King. So this is um, based in the 1960s, uh, late 1960s, early 1970s in America, where all these serial killers were popping up with quite a sinister time. And there's uh, two young kids who are uh, brother and sister. There's Finney and there's Gwen. They live with their father, who's an alcoholic, really vicious. You really get a sense everything is coated in grey. You really get a sense this is a hard time to be a child. Like the parenting is hard life is hard, there are missing children posters everywhere and there is tales of the Grabber who is a man who going around in a black van taking young boys and five young boys have been taken already and quite near the start of the film, Finney is taken by the Grabber who comes in a, dressed up as a magician, he has an eerie mask on, when he takes little boys black balloons are found at the site it's very eerie, very strange but it's playing into the social darkness of this time, the fear that children have and it's about Finney's experience uh, being in the dungeon or the basement of the grabber, but also of his little sister Gwen, who is determined to find him and nobody is taking her seriously.
0: Uh, sounds a very dark horror film. We're running out of time. Is it worth it for people out there who are horror fans or for people looking for something different this weekend?
1: I think it's an interesting mix of social drama and uh, horror tropes. It's not really jumpy scary, but if you like stranger things, if you like it, if you like this combo of kind of childhood trauma and something supernatural, it's an interesting blend of genres.
0: Ro McDermott, thank you very much for being with us. We'll talk to you next week.